Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast, where we talk to industry experts to figure out you know, how they think and how we can leech out of their brains that knowledge to make us better salespeople. Uh, welcome to the program, Steve and Jeff. Steve, why don't you go first and give us like a short bio of who you are, you know, 60 seconds. Uh, well, until recently, I was heavily involved in uh, commercial construction sales and sales management, but we've recently moved to the great northern woods of uh, Michigan uh, for family purposes. So I'm focusing exclusively on uh, coaching at this point in my career. So uh, just a lifelong sales professional and leader and now uh, more on the strategy side with individuals, helping them achieve personal goals, personally and professionally. Brilliant. Jeff, welcome to the show. Uh, give us your 60 second bio. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, I've been in sales for 48 years. I sold Encyclopedia Britannica door to door for eight years. I was the national sales director at a company called Frost and Sullivan. You name it, I pretty much sold it. About 20 years ago, I went to work for a large, well-known sales training company, which is now out of business. wasn't my fault. Uh, and I realized that was the job I'd been meant to do all my life. Uh, I love helping people. And don't get me wrong, I like getting paid for helping people. But I really, sales is what I know the best, sales and sales management. I love, I love that feeling when somebody calls or emails or reaches out and says, you know, I tried that thing you taught me and I closed a deal that I wouldn't have closed otherwise, or, or I got a promotion that I wouldn't have gotten. It just makes me feel great. I'm also a stand-up comedian on the side, and actually right now I'm writing a 30-minute set all about selling, which I plan to market to large sales organizations for their annual and quarterly sales meetings. I love that. We've got to talk comedy later on because I need to do a set as well, and we'll talk offline because we don't want to scare listeners away with my comedy. So I want to talk about three things today. Uh, to be a great human being, to be a great salesperson, it takes three things world according to Umar. Uh, mindset heart set and skill set. Like you could have the best skill set in the world, but if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to get the results you want. And I think heart comes in, you know, we use sports as an analogy in the US, especially when it comes to, you know, it's the fourth down and you got to go and that kind of stuff. And uh, great sports teams, it's, uh, it's all about heart. So I'm going to take it with the uh, skill set first. Uh, Steve, what is, uh, so talk to me about skill set, the sales skill set, and what do you think is the most important aspect of sales that people should master? Sure, it's a great question. Um, I guess I could tell you a story about how I just, as recently as yesterday, had a salesperson in my house trying to deal with an issue that I had. And uh, it was very important to this professional to communicate how he was not a sales guy. He was oh, yeah. a consultant. He uh, was here to solve problems. He didn't care if he walked away with the business or not. Um, it aligns itself with what not so much from a skill set perspective, but from a uh, philosophy perspective in sales is that, um, you know, people that aren't 
successful and haven't been taught how to be good salespeople generally have a negative connotation when it comes to the concept of a salesperson or someone involved in sales. And I was no exception. The very first sales job, official, full-on, in-home sales job I was offered, my response to the gentleman who was very complimentary when he was pitching it to me was, I don't know that I want to be a sales guy. Like, I don't want to be the guy who's trying to sell my family a car at a, at a family event or a holiday party. And, and he let me know that, um, you know, really the, the, the single most important thing to understand in sales is that if you represent a quality product and a fair price, you're already outperforming 75% of the people that do this work, regardless of industry. And if you can help three out of four people not have a bad experience and you can be focused on that approach, you're not only going to be successful, you're going to find value in what you do. So that was the direction I was given before I went into my first sales role. And I took that to heart. And after 20 plus years of watching other companies perform, he was pretty much dead on with his assessment of uh, industries in general. And uh, yeah, so I would say, from a, from a mindset perspective, I know we're talking skill set, and I apologize that it got turned there, but you asked about the most important thing. I think that that really frames any skills or strategies or systems that you're going to be given in a sales role, as long as you are founded in the mindset that you're there to help someone not have a bad time. So just adding to that, I'm going to flip it over to Jeff in a second, is I could take one of Jeff's audiences. He's probably got a large one when he's doing one of his keynotes that I could go there and say, uh, please finish this sentence for me. Salespeople are. And someone from the audience is going to say outgoing, somebody else motivated, driven, make things happen. And then very quickly, they'll go, uh, uh, salespeople are untrustworthy will take advantage of you. And the list of negatives is usually two or three times greater than the positive. And then somebody in the audience finally says, wait a minute, that's not us. And what they're actually articulating is the beliefs in our general society around sales. And since we were born in that, grew up in that, we absorb those as salespeople. And one of the things that makes us stop at a certain level of success is those limiting beliefs around success that are not our own, that we picked up along the way. Thoughts, Jeff? Yeah. My first thought is I'm so glad that Steve went first because when you said one, the one most important thing, I'm like, there is no one most important thing. There's a bunch of them. Um, and like Steve, I, I agree that the come from is crucial. Uh, I always say your come from when you're selling, and I'm pointing to my ample COVID gut right now, deep inside your belly has got to be, I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to sell you something. I'm here to serve you. And that may be helping you choose to do business with me, but it may not. If there was one skill that I feel was the most important, and again, that's a, that's a really tough question because I think prospecting skills are crucial. You could be the best salesperson in the world, but if you don't have enough prospects to speak to, you ain't making enough money. I actually think there's three crucial skills for all salespeople, and they're not what most people think. Most people think that the most important things are great presentation skills and strong closing skills. As far as I'm concerned, they're nice to have, and I teach people how to have those. But the three most important skills, number one, the best salespeople are always the best question askers. Mm -hmm. Sales is not about your presentation or pitch, a word I hate. Mm -hmm. It's all about asking the right questions. And if you're going to be a great question asker by necessity, you've got to be a great listener. And I teach what I call active listening. And the third characteristic of all great salespeople, they're great storytellers. And there's a particular type of story I teach salespeople to tell. 
But those would be my three. Great question asker, great listener, great storyteller. So three, uh, love that. So one of the nice things about questions, and I'm going to ask you a question, uh, Jeff. The, I know you have a dog because there's a picture of a dog right behind you. What's the name of the dog? Duke. The first time, do you remember the first time you held Duke in your arms? Yeah, I do. So if you're looking at Jeff's physiology has changed and because uh, just by asking the right question, that can change your brain chemistry. So by asking questions, not all you have command of the conversation, but you have the ability to decide how Jeff feels by the questions I ask. And I think listening, of course, is a critical skill and storytelling once again is very much about changing the emotions and the person that you tell the story to. If you're a great storyteller, you can transport people from, there was a problem, here was the solution, this is how it can help you. And it's like, oh my God, I want to be that person. So brilliant. So if I was looking at a great uh, skill for sales, certainly what you guys have mentioned are probably the major ones. I would think really trying to get insights into what your intent is. And you said it, uh, Jeff, you know, in your gut, what are you trying to do? And I think another way of saying that, what's your intent when you go there? And I think walking into a sales situation, just articulating it again, before you walk in, just as a reminder to say, my intent today is to find out who the customer is, what the issue is, and if I can help them articulate in a way, just by doing that, it just grounds you in the truth of who you are. So let's take a path down to heart set. So uh, Jeff, why don't we start with you? How important is heart when it comes to sales? Because God knows this is an industry full of rejection or can be. And sometimes you're doing well and sometimes you get into a slump. How important is heart set and how, how do you get a stronger heart? How do you get more courage? How do you get more resiliency? It, it's a decision that you make that, that no matter what, I'm going to keep on going and you also have to understand, and I find that quite often salespeople struggle with this. Not everybody's going to say yes. They're just not. It's part of the game that you're going to hear a lot of no's. And, you know, I've only just met Steve and I'm sure he's great at selling. And uh, I always say, I'm so good at selling that people pay me to teach them how to sell, but I don't close everybody. I sell four different services. Let's just talk about sales training, which is one of the main ones I offer. I do sales coaching and consulting and outsource sales management, sales training. I close 43% of the people I first sit down with. Now, that's an extraordinarily high close rate, but I should be closing high because I teach people how to sell. But that still means 57% of the people I speak with say no to me. But guess what? That's okay by me because I know that it takes a certain amount of no's to get to yes. And I have two favorite words in sales. One of them is yes, and one of them is no, but no is right here. If yes is here, no is right here. Everything else is way down there. Think it over. I don't have time for it. Anything other than yes, I make it very easy for people to say yes to me, and I make it just as easy for them to say no. But if you don't have the heart to keep on going when things do get tough, if you don't have what I like to call grit, then you're not going to make it in sales because it is massive rejection on a daily basis. Just take cold calling, for example, which I still believe is the most cost-effective and time-efficient way to fill your calendar with appointments if you don't have enough. But it takes real heart because so many people are going to say no. Got to just accept that that's part of the deal and keep persevering and be working towards some specific goal because that's what gets you through. Brilliant. Uh, which one of you was the encyclopedia salesperson? That was me. I mean, that is such freaking great training. 
is going door to door. And the people that are fortunate enough to do that early in their careers, whether they become a salesperson or not, it gives you the social skills and the resiliency uh, to just keep on freaking going because heart is the most important. Steve, uh, your thoughts on heart set? Sure. Um, you know, you touched on some of the key principles of what, you know, you'd be calling heart resiliency, determination, consistency, short memory. Um, I think personally for me, I had to see whatever I was trying to achieve systematically work so that I could have a heart set that I believe in this. So, um, you know, I, I knew nothing about the product that I went in to sell my first professional sales job within a supposed to be a two week training and a one week training. I ran out and sold my first four appointments. And, you know, that, that had the whole, uh, <laughs> the the consistency of you don't know any any better so you just go out and do the system that you've been taught which is why people typically should close their best right out of training uh before they hit a slump and then kind of refigure out that they don't know what they think they know and start back over again but that success that i found early on and quite frankly the paychecks that i experienced early on from that taught me okay no matter what is going on if I just go back to the basics and forget what I think I know and just do what I know works, I'm going to be okay. So again, it's touching on mindset. And I guess, you know, it's hard to talk about sales in general without mindset because so much of it is uh, cerebral and, and very emotional and, and deliberate. Um, but heart and mind are definitely uh, hand in hand. So from an overall heart perspective, just a consistent faith that whatever system I'm being asked to do works. And when things aren't going right, just, you know, get back to the system and, and back to basics. There's something to be said for young and dumb uh, where you just say, okay, I'm going to go. I actually had this friend of mine who came out of university, receptionist at an architectural firm. They said, you got to call CEOs and book appointments for our chief architect. She said, okay. And she was landing appointments like crazy. And she said, within two months, I couldn't do it because all the staff were like, how are you getting through? They're too busy. They won't want to talk to you. And that just uh, negativity just kind of seeped in and she couldn't do it. So here's my thoughts on hard set. Well, Mark, can, can, I, can I just add something to what Steve yeah. said? Because I think it was brilliant. Uh, I, I hope you know how brilliant we're just now, Steve. Thanks. Stop trying to change the system. If there's something that works, just do it. When I started with Encyclopedia Britannica, there were about 25 guys and gals in the district that I worked in. And what happened was you'd go out for the weekend and then on Monday morning, everybody would meet in the meeting room and they would go around the room. How many sets did you sell this weekend? Uh, there were three of us trainees and we went last and people would say, I sold one, I sold two, three was the most, a lot of people blanked. I was the last person to go and I sold 10. And when I said I sold 10, every room in the eye looked at me and the manager said, did you just say 10? I said, yeah. He goes, what did you do? I said, I just did exactly what you told me to do. And that is exactly what I did. They had training videos. I watched one after the other and I did exactly what they taught me to do because I was too stupid to do anything else. Brilliant, Steve. Absolutely. So uh, heart set. One of the things that we connect with heart certainly is courage. The other one is love. And uh, I was playing tennis quite badly. And uh, the guy I was playing with saying, Umar, you're trying too hard. You're trying to hit it too hard. And so I just dropped into a place of love. Uh, just kind of connect with heart and drop into a place of love. And instantly my game slowed down. I hit more accurately. And it seemed like time slowed down. I had more time to do stuff. So I think walking into uh, 
a sales setting, if you drop into that space of love, I don't want you to go, uh, uh, Steve, and go hug and kiss the guy the first time. That's bad. Uh, but if you just go and drop into place of love, then it's all of a sudden you have compassion and you're listening better and you're more present. And so there's a lot to be said for that. All these songs written about it, all these poems, there's a reason for that. We're at our best selves when we come from a place of love. So let's go into the third spot that you know Steve is just fixated on, mindset, which of course I think is one of the most important parts of being a human being is, uh, it, there's a quote from the guy that wrote uh, Pogo, the comic strip. We have met the enemy and the enemy is us. So uh, Steve, why don't we start with you since you're obsessed with mindset. Uh, what's a skill that you teach in mindset to get people to get a stronger mindset? Well, if I'm taking your quote that you just used uh, into my response, I would say the most important mindset is, and I may actually respond this to uh, Jeff's question if I was in his audience, uh, salespeople are consumers. So you need to come from a mindset of, I'm you, I just happen to be the expert on this particular subject matter that we're talking about right now. But if I'm talking to you about any of a thousand other things that I know nothing about, I'm concerned about being taken. I'm concerned about spending too much. I'm concerned about buying the wrong product. I'm concerned about not putting in enough research. I'm concerned about all the same things that you're concerned about. And therefore I need to empathize. And that's part of, you know, my value system that I sent over to you is three E's. You were talking about love. You know, one of the E's in my three E's is empathy because I am you. A lot of times, just not right this second. I happen to be in a different seat right now, but I need to keep in mind at all times that you have the same fears and concerns that I do, and therefore I should be able to connect with you and address those concerns so that we could actually put aside your defenses and get to your needs and hopefully find a way to solve those problems. Nice. And before we go over to Jeff, I just, this dumb joke just dumped dumped into my head and Jeff got me thinking about comedy. It's uh, the song from the Rolling Stones, uh, Hey You Get Off of My Cloud. Apparently it was a Scottish thing first. It was, Hey McLeod, get off of my you. But anyway, <laughs> Jeff, thoughts on mindset? I think I really said it before. The mindset has to be, I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to close a deal. Of course, that's what I want, but that serves me. I'm here to serve you. And, and I think everybody has to have a personal mission. What's your mission? What are you trying to accomplish? I know for me, I'm trying to elevate the profession of sales and help as many companies and individuals as I possibly can to feed their families by elevating their skill set and their mindset so that they can help more people choose to do business with them. And I think that's part of mindset too. I don't go in to sell anybody. I don't believe I can convince anybody of anything that they don't want, don't need, or can't afford. And I'm pretty good at sales. In fact, I'm way better than pretty good. I'm not there to convince you of anything. My job and my not very humble opinion is to have a conversation or a series of conversations leading to help you choose to do business with me. So I'm just there. Steve used the word before. I'm a consultant. I'm there to consult with you. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. First, I'm going to make friends with you so that you will open up to me and trust me a little bit because most people don't think highly of salespeople. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions to figure out what you're doing now, what you want to accomplish. And then and only then, I'm going to give you, here's how I think I can help you. And then I'm going to ask you for your business. But it's always, if I can't help you, and I've said this more than once in my career, 
you know what? I'm not the right person for you. I'm not the right solution for you. What I've got is not right for you. Let me introduce you to somebody else who would be right. And I'm, I feel better walking away, even though I didn't close business, because I did the right thing. Something I've taught, I have three kids, and something I've taught them from a very young age is a, an acronym, ADTRT, ADTRT, which stands for always do the right thing, period. That's in life and in sales. Sometimes it's right to walk away and say, I'm not for you, or you're not right for me. I know I don't know about you guys, but for me, I'm looking for a match on both sides. I don't do business with everybody who wants to do business with me as a coach, as a trainer, or as an outsourced sales manager. I choose who I want to do business with. And if they choose to do business with me too, then we've got a match. So in essence, we're really matchmakers. Absolutely. And uh, so my mindset advice would be this, is that our mind focuses on what's important to us. And one of the things to do to change your mindset the fastest that I've come across is just living a a life of gratitude and every day listing 10 things that you're grateful for. And not only just listing them, but think of a moment in time when you felt that emotion. So for example, if the wonder of traveling, I'm grateful for my ability to travel, that's not enough. If I really think about a time I was traveling and I really felt that wonder and I can access that emotion, do 10 of those every morning, uh, fuel the emotions for 10, it sets you up for a really positive day, but you have to do 10 the next day and the third day. And by the time you get to the fourth day, your mind all day long is seeking for things to be grateful for. And just having that gratitude mindset coming into a sales situation, uh, that quota breath is gone, you're there to serve, and your spouse is gonna notice. Uh, and maybe your kids even. So that's, I think is probably one of the best pieces of advice I can give people is, being grateful is a great way to be a great salesperson. So Jeff, before we part company, I've got two quick questions for you. Number one, uh, What's one piece of sales advice you'd like to give people uh, that they could implement today? And two, what's the best advice you've gotten uh, uh, for just life that you'd like to share? Uh, probably the best advice I've gotten in life was from my coach. Not She's not a sales coach, but she's kind of a life coach. She calls herself a transformational coach. And it's don't worry about the money. The money will come. If you do the right thing, if you find something you're passionate about and get really good at it, and put it out there to the world, the money's going to come. Stop chasing money. And that's a weird thing coming from a salesperson or advice to give to salesperson. But when you help enough people, Zig Ziglar said it beautifully, help enough people get what they want, you're going to get what you want. And the one piece of advice, that's easy. Uh, in every program I do, you know, when, especially live programs, you know, people come up and they want to shake your hand. And I heard about you. I heard you're really good. If, if I learn one thing, it'll be worth it. And I believe that's a crock. If you only if you spend any amount of time with me and you only learn one thing, you got ripped off, my friend. And you sh- I shouldn't get paid. Just kidding. Uh, but the one thing I would teach is what I call the BNAS. And that stands for Best Next Action Step Philosophy. And it simply means this. Never ever leave a meeting or a phone call without setting up the next meeting or phone call right then and there. You will shorten your sales cycle, which every company I work with wants to do, and you ensure that you're working with interested prospects. Salespeople, unfortunately, have blind eyes to that there's a difference between prospects. Not all prospects are equal, and prospects often have a hard time saying no. That's why we get ghosted. They want to say no. They just don't want to have an argument. So I'm fine with no. Always getting the next step. That's my one best piece of advice. Two great pieces of uh, knowledge you shared. Uh, I'll just kind of add to that. Uh, there's a book 
somewhere in my archives, do what you love and the money will follow, kind of talks about the same principle. Uh, Steve, for you. Uh, I'm going to give a piece of advice, just something that you could probably put into your uh, daily uh, sales practices based on what Jeff just said. Uh, it actually inspired a, a tactic I picked up somewhere and have been always using and uh, found it to be very successful. Whenever we are on the phone with somebody in business and we want to make sure that it's a good time and that they're still ready for us, what do we ask them every single time? Is now still a good time? Does now still work? Is this still a good time for you? I was suggested to, and I can recommend changing your question to, is now a bad time? And the reason that I would make that change is exactly what Jeff just said. People want to say no. What's the conventional wisdom in sales? Build yeses. Ask yes questions. Yes, yes, yes. Is this going to work? Having seen all that, do you feel like this could solve your problems? Am I the company you want to do business with? All of these yes questions. But at the very beginning of a conversation, if you give someone the ability to say no, they are going to be better endeared to you. So did I get you at a bad time? They're going to pause because first off, there's going to be so different from every question that they get a hundred times a day that you're going to cause a disconnect in their just programming. They're going to go, no, no, it still works. And if they choose to say yes at this point, when they already say no, well, guess what? It really is a bad time. You just figured this out and you just became a better person. So um, Jeff, thanks for reminding me of that little nugget that uh, is so ingrained in my practice at this point. It's not really something that I think about, but it's exactly because of what you said. People want to say no, give them the ability to. And then, uh, oh man, uh, life advice. That's, there's just there's so much. I would say, um, wow, take it a day at a time, no matter what you have going on. Uh, just, 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 you know, it's only 24 hours in a day. So if you focus on making that 24 hours as productive or successful or, you know, unproductive, whatever you happen to choose to do that day, you know, there's another day tomorrow, hopefully, usually, and uh, you can worry about tomorrow then. And, you know, what's already happened has happened. So just take it a day at a time. Brilliant. Uh, thanks, guys, for a great show. It was quick, informative, value-packed, next steps people can take immediately. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show. Steve, it was a pleasure. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Same. Thanks, Umar. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 